more oatmeal burps in you? Could have been the steak torto, which was just a big steak sandwich that was delicious. That sounds amazeballs. I would, yeah, that sounds amazing. All right, you're going to hear the ding, you're going to hear the beep. You're going to hear all sorts of fun. Here you go, sir. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Holtcast. As always, I'm Jack Grimsey alongside Robert Lintop from 7500toholt.com. How are you doing, Robert? I'm doing quite well. How about you, Jack? I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yesterday, Villa lost, got dumped out of the cup. We'll get to that in a bit, but that's not really important because Tim Sherwood's no longer the manager. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, despite the fact that there was that one guy on Twitter trying to tell us that Tim Sherwood is at no risk whatsoever, uh, it turns out he might have been a little bit and Dude got the sack on Sunday. About time, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was he was saying don't um, don't just further on other people's rumors. Actually, be a journalist. But even though I'm nowhere near the club, I think anyone anyone who would even look at the table would have to imagine that Sherwood's job was in jeopardy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're a professional football manager and you're in the bottom five, your job is always at jeopardy. Uh, yeah, that's well, just how that works. Yeah. There's and, there's too much money involved for for owners to put up with that crap. Yeah, I mean, his buyout ended up being about two million pounds, and really, that's nothing compared to what Villa would lose in TV money should they go down. And it's looking pretty grim right now. <laughs> yeah, there there really isn't much in the way of hope at this moment. Um, you know, another loss over the weekend, another loss yesterday, of course, in the League Cup. Um, a match against Spurs coming up on Monday, it doesn't look very good right now. No, it definitely does not. But the slim glimmer of hope that a lot of fans are holding on to is that a new manager could fix this team because we saw good players come in over the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I did a, uh, a piece over the weekend, I think it was on Saturday, maybe Sunday, um, that basically said if you thought that this team – uh, was the kind of team who could end the season on 42 points, um, which I thought was actually sort of a low expectation based on what this team was on paper. If you think they were a 42-point team and nothing has changed, a manager who comes in and gets them to play at that level right now will get them to end the season at 37 points, which might be enough to stay up. Yeah, it could be. It, it would have been enough last year, I think, and and maybe the year before, but um, with with a new manager coming in, you got to think he could he could get the best out of the majority of this squad. We saw a lot of the the younger players, players who came through the U system, looked pretty devastated when Sherwood left on social media, at least. And Aston Villa Review addressed this, but um, they said, "Who cares?" Basically. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Guess what, kids? You only knew the guy for like eight months, and he sucked at his job. Um, you may be devastated now, but you'll be happy when Villa start winning. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not angry at them or anything because no. this guy he did give him he did give him a chance. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's just and, and credit to Sherwood for for giving the young guys a chance. Yeah, and and I hope whoever comes up does continue that policy because I think it's a smart thing to do, um, especially if there is the chance of relegation. I mean, making sure those young guys can actually play and drag us out of the championship next year would be vital. Yeah, and I think this this squad we would lose quite a lot of it if we did end up going down. Years past, I think we would have been in in better shape, especially two years ago and maybe even last year. Yeah, 
No, I totally agree. Um, I, I think there's a lot to be lost here. Maybe even Adama Traore and his 75,000 pounds a week wages, if that ever yeah, pans out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. Let's talk about that for a minute. So, <laughs> it, I mean, Ray signed yeah. the contract for 40,000 a week. And this week, the rumor's been that if he plays 10 matches, it will almost double. Yeah, from forty to seventy-five thousand, making him the highest-paid player on the team, which is just absurd. If we actually did sign that contract, yeah, but I—I I mean, I guess maybe that's the only reason he's here. Uh, but with that said, um, I think he's going to be a really good player. I think he was a player who was probably worth a lot. I don't think at this point or any time in the next couple of years, he's the kind of player who's going to be, you know, your highest-paid type player. If that's what it takes to get him here, maybe we just say, we don't need him here. Yeah, especially if you don't want to play him for those 10 games to make it increase to that. Even 40000 is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, and yeah, so you can give him that contract and get him here, and then you're terrified to play him because you're going to have to pay the dude if you play him. And, you know, the other issue with this is with those kind of possible wages – the team is going to be really quick to judge him. If he doesn't perform instantly, they're not going to want to play him because who wants to pay 75 k a week to a guy who isn't performing? Yeah, it's, it's a tough thing for a young player to get measured against. But anyways, let's, let's get back to the manager discussion that we had started. Uh, obviously, Kevin McDonald took over and was in charge yesterday for Southampton, which ended up being another loss by one goal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you uh, to Scott Sinclair burying a uh, literally the dying seconds penalty. Although it looked like Villa might have one more attack in them. Uh, they, af- you know, after they kicked off, they were able to hoof it up the field uh, really quickly, but they couldn't make anything. But yeah, so one goal loss. Kevin McDonald puts out a four-four-two that involves four left or four fullbacks, which was one of the stranger things I've ever seen. Yeah, that was the first thing I noticed with the lineup. I was like, um, okay, two two right backs, two left backs. Yeah, uh, with Richardson and Bakuna playing as well as Amavi or Amavi and Hutton, um, it was a little bit odd. Uh, it ended up not being the worst decision ever because at least in the first half, Villa had a decent amount of depth and they actually controlled the uh, central midfield pretty well. Uh, Carlos Sanchez and Ashley Westwood were able to hold that down while the play up the wings was actually sort of useful yeah it just sounds like something that's not sustainable because we don't have that many wingbacks yeah no totally not sustainable but i was surprised that it wasn't a flaming garbage dump of a disaster um it was actually one of the more effective things we've done for a while yeah and we're, we're going to talk a little more about the match later but kevin mcdonald obviously never going to be the the new full-term manager no, absolutely not. He was um, really vocal about the fact that he wanted the job in 2010 when he took over after Martin O'Neill suddenly resigned. Um, and Aston Villa just totally ignored him, despite the fact that they gave him seven matches and handed the club over to Gerard Houllier. Um So he's not going to get the job. I can't see that ever happening. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't terrible in the league. Two wins, two losses, and a draw. Yeah, I mean, that's I'll take it. It's... At this point, if you were to tell me that we could continue that pace with this Aston Villa team, I would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah, if you're getting seven points out of five every five games, you're not going down, even if you only have four after, what, ten? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because at that point, you'd still have 
what, 28 matches left? Just, so Just five. over 30, well, I guess <laughs> not. Maybe not at this point. Maybe not at this point we wouldn't have enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, because if you get seven points from five matches, you'd have five times seven, 35. You'd have 39 points at the end of that, plus yeah, maybe yeah, one yeah. or two. You would have so, enough. Yeah, you would have enough to stay up. Okay, my, my, my initial maths worked. It's it's fine. It's eight thirty in the morning where you are. Uh, that's too early to be doing math in your head. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, let's let's hope the the villa upper management is has been doing the math lately because um it, it looks like uh, Remy Gard has a pretty good win ratio. Yeah, absolutely. And he's the number one guy attached to this club right now, or at least the number one name that's been attached to the club. Uh, came out almost immediately on Sunday that Villa were in hard on Remy Gard and uh, really kind of interesting given the fact that pretty much everyone assumed it would be one of Moyes or Rogers. Yeah, I mean, especially with Moyes just being booted recently out of Liverpool and Moyes, Moyes Rogers. I could see it, but oh, yeah, Rogers. Sorry. it's 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, but Moyes then he's still in a job. And I don't know if you... It, it starts to get expensive when you have to pay other buyouts. Yep, absolutely. I mean, we just had to buy out Tim Sherwood. You know, you would have to buy out Moyes. You'd then have to pay we Moyes. We recently just bought out Lambert. Yeah, exactly. This is... This are, is well, at least we're not Chelsea with a 41 million euro buyout from Mourinho. No. Um, but they can afford that kind of thing. We sure as hell couldn't. Um... But yeah, so so with those two names as sort of the favorites going into the weekend, like, oh, Villa are probably going to sack Sherwood and get one of Rodgers or Moyes, uh, we sack Sherwood, and within a couple of hours, we suddenly hear, oh, Villa are, you know, their favorite choice is going to be Remy Gard, the former manager for Lyon. Um, I think it's kind of an interesting choice. It, it, it bucks the trend that a lot of people see of, I want Premier League uh, experience, but what do you think about Gard? Well, I, th I think he's a good choice because he has the policy of playing the youth, did it, Leon, and and it worked out for him. In 117 games, they won 60, drew 31, and or drew, drew 26 and lost 31. And he was in charge there from basically the end of June of 2011 to the end of June 2014. Yeah, uh, worth noting that that record obviously can't translate quite as well. Leon are a better club in better position than our Aston Villa. Although they yeah, worked yeah, so much. Six, they, they pushed PSG to the to the end last year. Yeah, absolutely. Although they weren't so much uh, when Guard took over. They weren't, you know, in the position that Villa are. No, so, no. I mean, in, in the mid-2000s, they won, what, seven league titles in a row? Yeah, something like that. And then they had a little bit of a dip, and then they got a lot better. And, uh, you know, and there's... there's. I mean, it was kind of like what happened at Villa. They were they were performing really well and then spent too much and overextended and had to have a, a period of cutting back. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things that I, I think really sells guard is he was part of the correction to the overspend. When he came into Lyon, his, his remit was to go ahead and drop wage bills and put together a performing team, which should sound familiar to anyone who's followed Villa for the past five years. Um, well, I don't, I don't know if, it, if Villa was to be a performing team. It was just to be a functional team. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. So he, yeah, he, yeah, you can you could measure performance though in, in in that aspect, staying in the division. He has to do even less then. Um, but he worked with the director of football. He worked in the type of system that Aston Villa are setting up, um, which is why I think Villa like him so much. He's, you know, neither Rogers nor Moyes has shown a lot of 
skill adeptness in the type of system that uh, Villa are setting up, and Guard proved his success in this type of thing. You know, if you're trying to set up a system, don't get a manager who's going to have troubles with it like we saw Sherwood did. Yeah, it's, it's not the normal English system, definitely more continental. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought one of our Twitter questions uh, was really interesting because it's the, it's the kind of criticism, or it's based in the kind of criticism that I've been seeing. Um, it came from Will, who is WGB1186. Uh, regardless of Guard's reputation, are Villa crazy not to be looking for a manager with EPL experience? What do you think about that, Jack? Yeah, and, and you said that, and... I mean, there, there aren't a lot of managers with Premier League experience that you'd want at this point. Do you want Gus Poyet, who just got sacked from Sunderland? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that, that's part of the issue. My other issue with this is a lot of people are putting a lot of value on Premier League experience. And if you take a look, Alex McLeish, Paul Lambert, and Tim Sherwood all had Premier League managing experience. Granted, Sherwood didn't have a lot of it, but he had it. And all three of those managers were miserable failures at Aston Villa. Yeah, it's really like the kind of guy that you're going to get doesn't have the Premier League experience that you want if you're Villa. Yeah, absolutely. When people say Premier League experience, they, they want that instant success. So you're looking at, like, I don't know, Wenger and Mourinho and, you know, LVG, maybe maybe Martinez. The problem, yeah, that's the issue. The people that these questions are being asked about are not available. Or at even least are someone, not going to come someone to like Villa. Tony Pulis, who I think he has a flawless record against relegations never gone down but he's not going to leave West Brom and come to Villa yeah absolutely not um it's so yeah do we want someone with Premier League experience maybe but only if that someone is also a good manager to boot and someone who can work with Aston Villa's system and Aston Villa's players if you get someone who has Premier League experience coming out of their ears and can't do any of the other things that's a useless purchase yeah, and, and look at Liverpool. They got Jurgen Klopp, who has no Premier League experience. I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. We saw Harry Redknapp on um, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Do you night. want Redknapp? Like, really? Yeah, he, he penned a column for the Telegraph that basically said, I want to see more British managers getting their chances. And his entire justification was, well, they've put in the time to get their badges. You know, and then he actually, he had the temerity in his column to write, Liverpool have just hired Jurgen Klopp, and all respect to him, but what has he shown? Like, you know, he's yeah. one of the so greatest he managers. Wants, he wants to give people who are British a participation trophy, but not value anything that anyone else does. Yeah, absolutely. The really interesting thing to me about Harry's column was the fact that he couldn't name a single British manager that he wanted to see given a chance. So it was basically a giant hire me column. I think someone, I mean, it's not the right time for him, and he's doing brilliantly at Brighton, is Chris Hewton. Yeah, I, I think he could get a chance. Um, you know, I think there are some British managers out there who could get a chance, but hiring someone simply because they're British is stupid. Especially when half the squad's French. Yeah, absolutely. That's the other thing that Guard has going for him. We hired a lot of French players over the summer. Get someone in who can communicate well with them, and maybe we see an uptick in performance. Yeah. It just, I I don't get the hire a manager who checks these arbitrary boxes. I need Premier League experience. I want a British manager. I want someone who's, you know, a veteran. No, hire me a good manager. That's the only box I give a damn about. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're, we're Hoffenheim who are hiring a 28-year-old next year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hire me a manager 
who looks capable of working with Villa's players and Villa's system and who can get results. If they're from Mars, I couldn't give a damn at that point. Do you think Villa were talking to guard before they pulled the trigger on Sherwood? It sort of had that feeling, given how quickly it went from, you know, we're sacking Sherwood to, hey, he's the favorite. I mean, that that happened in about two hours. Yeah, from, from a somewhat... I would have called him an, a, just a random outsider before, like everyone was really for the job, except K-Mac, but to being the odds-on favorite overwhelmingly. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, hardly I, even a number two choice in the story. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rodgers and Moyes have both faded out, and we've spent an entire week wondering about um, guards' backroom staff, because if all the reports are to be believed, and there's enough of them that I actually buy it for once, if these reports are to be believed, the only reason he's not here yet is because he can't secure his backroom staff. Those are signs of really advanced conversations. Yeah, and those are buyouts that I think you can afford to pay if you're Villa. Yeah, absolutely. Pay the million or whatever. It's not going to be that because, I mean, I'm sure there's probably even something in their contract is that they could they could leave for 500000 you know? Yeah, like absolutely. The, the fitness coach. The fitness coach was here before under Julia, right? Maybe. I can't remember. I, I vaguely recognize that name. Um, but it's it, one of those things. It really things just that, sucks that we didn't end up keeping him. Oh, God, yes. I still love Julia. Um, I kind of wish he had stayed on as, like, a director of football type person, but... I mean, the, the thing that, that I find kind of interesting is if Guard is your man, he may not be right for this club. Let's get that straight. I mean, we thought Sherwood was going to do well with this club, and he didn't. Um, I thought if, Lambert if was going to... If you would have replaced Sherwood over the summer, though, it would have been a near-perfect appointment. Yeah. But, so, I mean, because I honestly don't like, know if... Sorry. If the, just if they're thinking long-term and you knew not, and you know now that Sherwood isn't the guy, you had to have fears about that sometime in the summer, especially after the Southampton and the Cup Final games last year. I suppose. I just, you know, I, I actually thought coming into the season that he could make this work, that, you know, he had the players at his disposal. But, you know, the, the issue is here, guard is not a guarantee. I think he will be good for the club, and I really like the idea of appointing him. He could blow up in our faces. But if he's your man pay for the, that backroom staff and get him on board immediately because you need that new manager in place as quickly as is possible. Yeah, we, we need that win against Watford. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and maybe even a draw before. Yeah, and, and you know, at this point, we've squandered enough time that there's no way he's, you know, in the dugout for Spurs. But at least get him there and watching and talking to the players. Maybe let him do sort of like uh, Sherwood did against Leicester in the FA Cup last year. Oh yeah, just just give him the give him a pep talk. Yeah, exactly. Right, um, you know, give him give him a little joie de vivre. You know, let him yeah, let or, him or let him let him watch it up in the box with the with the upper management with Tom Fox. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if guard is your man, not getting him because of some backroom staff seems like a colossal mistake. Yeah, it's it's just an excuse. Yeah, and, and it seems exactly like the kind of mistake that Aston Villa would make. Yeah, it really does, but you, you have to hope that new management, that the only reason they did pull the trigger on Sherwood is because they had someone reasonably lined up. Yeah, one would hope. Um, because K-Mac, I don't think, is a tenable long-term option. I don't think he's the type of manager who will work well in Aston Villa's situation here. Um, so no, it's it's I don't have a problem having him for three games or so. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And he's he is a great company man. I mean, 
Yeah. You know, always been there for villain. That's appreciated, but I I don't think he's the long term solution. So get someone in and if it's I'm, guard, yeah, just I'm get sure he would say the same thing. Yeah. I, I think so too. Um, I've been monitoring Twitter because I keep sort of expecting to see guard pop up while we're in the middle of this. <laughs> it's just it, it strikes me as one of those things. I've got a hunch, which means it's not gonna happen till like Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Like right right before Spurs match or something. Yeah, absolutely. They'll announce it at kickoff. Um so yeah, that I mean, are there any other tenable managerial candidates that you would think of? Yeah, not not really in my book unless you're pulling out someone else just as random as guard. Yeah. Okay. I don't I mean Sean Sean Dyche who was at Burnley, that's not a bad that wouldn't have been a bad choice, I thought, but but he why just, would he leave Burnley for Aston Villa? That that's a well, he's not, at, he's not at Burnley. They said. Oh yeah, him. sorry, my bad. <laughs> and like Bob Bradley, okay, that'd be terrible. I don't know. I actually kind of like the idea of Bob Bradley, but I don't think it's ever happening. Yeah, or or Dick Advocate, who yeah was even more <laughs> recently sacked by Sunderland than Gus Poyet. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't think that's an option in the slightest. It, I don't know. It's you were telling me there's a couple of interesting options that you can place bets on. Yeah, like Paul Lambert is fifty to one. If oh. if you're thinking that, even Dwight Dwight York's about the same odds. Oh, good. Well, I mean, you know, so, Dwight York came out and said he wants the job, so at least at least that's not happening. Uh, Stylian Petrov also, you could get him at sixty six to one. I I would rather have Petrov than Lambert at this point. Although Lambert looks so much better now that he's not managing. Yeah, Ray Wilkins is also listed, which just shows you how much they really no, know about that. No, we just fired this guy. Maybe we'll hire him. Well, big... Wilkins would make his team sheet. He would just stick a blank one up in the dressing room and say, all right, put your name on if you want to play, because apparently he hasn't done anything. Yeah, no kidding. Um... God, I don't know. But yeah, let's let's finish Sherwood with that Swansea loss because it was kind of the epitome of his career. It was a very very Sherwood loss. Yeah. Uh, let's please not spend too long on it because God, who cares? But I I thought it was a really composed finish from Jordan Ayew. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was absolutely. Um, to to put that in. On the assist from Gabby, who looked like junk otherwise for the rest of the day. On the assist from Gabby. Because it was a really weird place to play Gabby. Yeah, it was. Um, but that said, Gabby was still making bad decisions, just just like he always does. Um, yeah, no, no. I remember when, when he assisted it, I said he picked the hardest pass. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a really nice finish. I was really glad to see Ayu get on the books, and hopefully... My my biggest hope in that was that, you know, it looked pretty clear after the match that Sherwood was gone. Whoever comes in next will hopefully just look at the last footage and say, oh, Ayu actually played pretty well. Let's use him. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously going to be fired up to play against his brother and had a good match and, and actually looked genuinely displeased that we had lost afterwards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, part of me wonders how much of that is the fact that Villa lost and how much of it is the fact that he's going to take endless shit from his brother now. But, yeah, but also because Villa are terrible, so you got to think at least maybe <laughs> earn some respect if we stay up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was a really good match from him altogether. I thought he played really well. Um, you know, I thought Hutton had a decent match. 
the defense is just Julian Lescott should be fired from a cannon into the moon. No kidding. It just what what value does he bring at this point? I mean, at least we did see Clark come back yesterday in the cup match, so that's encouraging. Yeah, hopefully we and, never and have to see on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we never have to see Lescott again. Um, you know, it just it was not the most encouraging match. Richards continues to make some rash, dumb decisions. I mean, if he doesn't make that tackle, Sigurdsson doesn't have the chance for that brilliant free kick. Which I thought it was bad positioning. On what? On Guzen, because that ball was it was nowhere near the post. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I still and, thought it was a good and after kick. After the match, I saw an article about Sigurdsson talking about his technique and how he beat Guzen last time and he didn't move. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, but, I, mean, I mean, it was it was a really wet day last time, but still. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if well, a lot of that fault was Guzan's. He has not looked good for weeks now. Um, no, but but you just simply can't replace him. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, that's the problem. Mark Bunn is not an option at this point. Um, and then the final goal, of course, of course, Andre Ayew has to score. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that was one of those things that. If you had told me Villa were tied 1-1 heading into the late match, of course I would have said Andre Ayew gets the winner. Yeah, and he's had a great season so far as well. Yeah, absolutely. Looked really good doing it. Um, that Swansea team are actually kind of fun to watch, I thought. Yeah, yeah, they generally play pretty good ball, but it's it's unfortunate that we were at the receiving end of it this time, <laughs> as usual. How often do we get to say that this year? <laughs> At least, at least once or twice more. Yeah, currently I, eight ten. I thought the subs were puzzling. <laughs> I thought about bringing that up, and then it's just like, what's the point? Sherwood and his stupid substitutions are gone. We used to complain about Paul Lambert substitutions. You would take those over Sherwood's, right? You'd have to. Sherwood, I, I've never seen a manager with more crazy cool. substitutions. Yeah, cluelessness. I like that. When it comes to substitutions, he just never knew what pieces to put in or when to put them in or if he should put them in. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, you're up a goal, put on a defender. (laughs) Why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, maybe to be fair, he thinks the best way is just to try to outgun them, but (laughs) obviously it didn't work. Maybe the thought process was Villa haven't had any success defending yet this year. Why start now? Yeah, well, I, I mean, if if you had just thrown it out of the window completely, I'm not going to blame you because the defense has been terrible. Yeah, it, I mean, we we talked about how, and yesterday, yesterday as well as the Swansea, another both one match losses or one goal losses, and just talking about how that the goal difference hadn't been bad, but now it's just really diving. Yeah. Absolutely. Getting getting really tired of 2-1 losses, too. I mean, there's... there's. I don't know what can be said at this point. This has been my problem this week. I keep wanting to talk about that Swansea match or about yesterday's match against Southampton. And with Sherwood gone and with K-Mac very unlikely to actually stay in charge, I'm not sure what we can really draw from these matches. No, I'm, no, they're, they're not worth taking a lot of stock in except... Maybe just performances of, of players. Exactly, yeah. And that's why I thought it was encouraging to see, you know, Ayu get a good chance um, to get a good run out there. Um, 
I was a little disappointed not to see Kozak again yesterday. I get it with Sherwood. Sherwood hated the guy for some reason, but, you know, I thought maybe K-Mac would use him and highlight him ahead of a new manager coming in. Maybe um, saving him for Monday. Maybe, hopefully. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't want to – I don't think you'd want to spend all your first-choice guys, especially someone like Kozak who, if he plays, I don't think he's going to play more than 60 minutes just because of match fitness. But I figured he would at least make the bench, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. Um. You know, yesterday's lineup was so weird. I mean, you had Crespo and Clark in the center, Hutton and Amaviat on the wings. Hmm? Crespo, that's weird. Yeah, Crespo is weird. And Crespo just looked like junk. Um, <laughs> on the first goal, Where just... Thiago Ilori? Dead. He probably has some shit clause in there that if we play him two matches, we have to pay him 90K a week or something like that. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, so he, we're, we're going to get one match out of him this year to avoid having to pay 90k a week. It just, that's the other hope with a new manager. We got a lot of talent this summer. There is a lot, there is so much potential on this team. If someone could come in and actually use them well instead of throwing on Kieran Richardson, I think we'd be off, we'd be a lot better off. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it was it was a weird lineup with no Carlos Hill, no Jack Grealish, just because it's like, where is the creativity going to come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, and, Kieran Richardson just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Why? He's he's so exciting. Yeah, he's just like the player that you can have about like three of them in your team, but they don't really do anything. <laughs> like for better or for worse, they're not going to hurt you, but they're they're not match winners. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And he's fine. He's a great backup left back, but yeah, would, exactly. wouldn't wouldn't you rather have had Ali Sissoko though? I don't know if I would. Stouter, stouter defender. You know who I'd rather mean, have? You know who would be great to have at left back? Stephen Warnock. Ryan Bertrand. Oh, Ryan Bertrand. Okay. Yeah, remember when we had him for a while? Yeah. And now he's maybe the best left back in England. Yeah, maybe. Oh God, he that that still infuriates me. I don't know. I I really hope we pull something out of Tottenham on Monday. It's just it's, yeah. It's time for us to get a totally bullshit result, and it seems like oh we're long we're long overdue. And it seems like if anyone's going to give up a bullshit result, it's Spurs. At least for the first time in a few weeks, we don't have a team playing against us that need a win. Yeah, and my roommate's a Spurs fan, and he'll never hear the end of it if we win. Because at this point, you just have to assume Villa are down. So any amount of shit I get is just whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It just... Like, you're the worst. Yep, we literally are the worst team in the league. (laughs) What is your point? Pretty sure if you brought up a few of those championship teams, we might still be the worst. Yeah, there's there's a chance that that we could be, and that's the scary thing is because we built this. Like I was saying a little bit earlier, we built the squad to finish the season eleventh. Yeah, or, you know, whatever, anywhere from eighth to fourteenth, whatever. Yeah, no. A lot of these players are in the middle of their career. It's not the young Villa that we had a couple of years ago. Yeah, I I don't understand it, which is They're, the only reason that I can find any hope. Because it and can't be this bad. Like the like the Adama thing he brought up, Robert, is players are getting on those much higher wage packets than than before. Yeah, 
we we finally decide to spend out on wages and it turns to crap on us and if if those wages are so high and the the players do end up sticking around if we're not able to sell them that's that's going to be really bad <laughs> unless they like actually that. can win the championship yeah i mean and they could and i I still can't buy this team being a relegation team yet because on paper they are still not that bad of a team. Get a competent no, manager in, and I think we can get to 42 points this year. The, th- the reason that Villa have been losing, I guess, to sum it up, is because when they make a, a, like a mistake, it's always punished, but they can't do the same to the opposition. Yep. Really. Yeah, I totally agree, and they, they need someone – to make them stop making those mistakes and know how to capitalize on their opportunities. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know what it takes. And, and Sherwood obviously didn't have it, so hopefully someone, maybe it's Remy, can come in and turn things around. Yeah, we, re- we really are hoping for Remy guard. Yeah, I, I would be okay with that. Even, uh, even though it's not going to be... Can, even if it happens now, I don't think he takes over for Spurs because even though that's Monday Monday at 8 GMT, but 3 Eastern. Yeah. Um, at White Hart Lane, so some Monday night football for you. <laughs> I um, hate Monday night matches because they don't actually come on Monday nights for us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, great. they're great when you're a student or don't have a job. but Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know. You, you can just get drunk on a, on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> like I remember, I remember the um, the Spurs game against. Yeah, obviously the game against Spurs. What two years ago when it, it was like Irv McLeish with Hutton. Mm-hmm. Remember, I just all I remember about that match was Hutton. Yeah, I uh, I really seriously considered a drunken day yesterday watching that League Cup match because it seemed like the best way to deal with Aston Villa. Um. Let's get to some Twitter questions here. We had Biff Sweeney, uh, who is uh, uh, at Biff A-R-U Jet, said, could you see Villa going down if they don't sort out a competent manager soon? And to my mind, the obvious answer is yes, of course Villa could drop. We could go down with a competent manager. Yeah, we're in 20th right now. It's, It's going to take a lot to save us. I still don't think we drop, but... You know, the chances are there, for heaven's sakes. It's definitely something that can happen. Um, even, I mean, even if Guard comes in and picks up 30 points, I don't think you can judge him a failure. He's just buried. Yeah, exactly. No, I, mean, I mean, like, so we'd end the season on 34. Yeah, exactly. Um, 30, because, I mean, that would probably be a failure. Yeah. Um, we've got at Richard Yallop asking us, what's your perfect Sunday? Right now, what's your perfect Sunday, Jack? I mean, I would have to say Villa win, but that I mean, that's just it doesn't seem likely. So maybe just avoiding football totally. That's that's what I was actually going to say. My perfect Sunday is one that doesn't have uh, football in it, uh, just because at this point, I I honestly can't remember the watch time the last time I watched a Villa match and really enjoyed myself. I mean, at least you have the Packers after. Yeah, exactly. I get to watch that and. Uh, which, uh, seeing your, your stock on the wall there made me think of a comment I saw when some Villa fans said, were saying, okay, if, if Germany, if the fans can own 51% of the club, why can't we? And obviously it's a, a great rule, the 50 plus one rule, but 
Um, and someone brought up the, how the Packers sell stock, and that's why they're such a great club. But in reality, the stock doesn't give you ownership of the team. Yeah, it's a really well. It does. It just it's so dispersed that no one has any controlling stake. No, and you team. wouldn't be able to get it. You know, it's not like you have votes at the boardroom of. Except, th- so that's the thing with this sort of style. You you don't have votes in the boardroom, but you do have votes for the board. You still actually get to vote for the leadership of the team. Oh, so that, that's actually I thought that that's better than I thought it was. I thought it was just a kind of a thing to have. Yeah, you can't sell on, so it doesn't have resale value or anything like a normal stock would. Um, but you do indeed actually have votes for the board and whatnot, and they have a shareholders meeting every year. Um, yeah, so it's – although I, I would argue that's not why the Packers are a good team. The Packers are a good team because their front office knows what it's doing. And it always has. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, when the championship trophy is named after one of your coaches – yeah, that's a pretty good sign, right? Someday we'll be able to win the uh, Premier League Tim Sherwood Cup. Yeah, I don't think we're going to win the Adebayo this year. No, I don't think we're going to win the Adebayo Cup either, which means uh, we're going to have to eat some crow about that. I'm going to have to record a I think, isn't that what I said? I'm going to have to record a video with the song. Uh, I'd rather actually eat crow. <laughs> Then listen to me sing a song or to record a video. No, then then to have to do the recording. The, I mean, I can I can listen to someone else do it just fine. <laughs> well, good news. I'm the idiot who put his ass on the line for this. Um, I was it, just thinking we'd have to buy Dustin a beer or something. Oh, God. I mean, I'd be happy. No, I'm pretty sure if we go back to the beginning of the ad account. Remember for the first four weeks when we were leading that thing? Yeah, because Spurs just kept drawing, and I mean, they, they do have five draws now, but they also have four wins. Yeah, Pochettino's and, uh, draw ratio is second to none. It really is, and they are they have the joint fewest losses in the league with Leicester, which, <laughs> I finally gave in. We were talking about this in our 7500 uh, chat room the other day. I finally gave in, and... Uh, abandoned my principles and put Jamie Vardy on my fantasy premier league. And, uh, boy, is my team doing better for having him around? Yeah. What did you say? You're up to 65th in our league. Yeah. Something like that. I, uh, I've actually been above average for the most part this year. So thanks Jamie Vardy. I still hate you and you're still a horrible human being, but I'll take those points. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I if if he could come in and manage Villa to guaranteed survival, I, I'd take him. But boy, I guess. <laughs> um, so Spurs Monday, do Villa have a chance in hell? I mean, technically, they're I think they're six to one to win. All right. I mean, that's almost as good as the or that's better than the odds you could get on Arsenal winning that League Cup match. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all saw this, but I don't even know which betting company it was. Um, but someone offered four to one odds on Arsenal to win. Yeah, just a sign up bonus. Yeah, and I sent it to Jack and said, "Just put your life savings on that because, of course, they're going to beat Sheffield Wednesday." And then, <laughs> whoops. Yeah, that that would have been a bad way to lose the life savings. Yeah, so sorry I mean, about your life zero, savings. Zero times zero still equals zero, but. <laughs> I uh, I also enjoyed. You told me that company was doing two to one on LeBron James to score. Yeah, Lebr- yeah. You could only put ten pounds on it, but it was LeBron to score. And there you go. Okay. I don't think LeBron's ever had a game where he hasn't scored. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. He had, because I checked in, I think it was four minutes into that game, and he already had six points. Yeah, unless he literally blows his knee on the first play. Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, yeah, kind of enjoy that a little bit. But, yeah, 6-1 to one to win. I At this point, I'm not even sure what to expect. Was yesterday's lineup a rest some people so that we can play a real honest-to-God lineup on Monday, or was yesterday's lineup a sign of what's to come? And I have no freaking clue. Yeah, I'm not sure how to how to take the tactics away because I'm sure Spurs have to be thinking the same thing. Mauricio Pochettino's thinking, oh, is this what they're going to do or is this just a complete throwaway lineup because he's, he's not showing his hand in the slightest? Yeah, I, I, I've i never been more flummoxed as to how to predict a match. I mean, my, my guess is Villa lose simply because that's what we're really good at this year. But I, I have no idea what to expect. Yeah, dude, I mean... I, I think we've just gotten into the habit of expecting to see Rudy Justed so much. Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to not see him. He looked like junk again against Southampton. I, yeah. um, I, I'm not sure what he's really offered except for those few times that Amavi can get a bullet to his head. Exactly, and that's that's not a very high percentage strategy. Nope, absolutely not. Um yeah, of course, I want to see Kozak, but I'm so tired of saying that and so tired of predicting it that uh, we're not going to. I've just resigned myself to that. So put in Ayo. Maybe Ayo and Justed would work fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you I think you have to go with a lone striker just because Spurs, you're going to need the help in the midfield. Yeah. Which is which is what we thought against Swansea, and then Sherwood puts Bakuna in defensive midfield, but... <laughs> You know, a place where he's really well said. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not even really sure what to say about Spurs. I'm sorry. I, I, I know this is not the most insightful analysis, but I really have no idea what to make of it. Yeah, I mean, all the tactical preview coming out, not, I mean, technically Saturday, but, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to look at the, the lineups. I did have a post about what uh, Kevin McDonald had done in the past at Villa, but he did nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's really hard to figure out what's going to happen here. Um, it's just it's kind of bizarre. It's a really strange position that we find ourselves in. Yeah, but I think we we have grown grown used to the position at the bottom of the league. With now that we're seemingly fully entrenched, just four four points and a minus eight goal difference. Literally nowhere to go but up, though. Got, and you talked about a couple a couple weeks ago how on that BBC table. It's looking bad. Yeah, the BBC table is has the longest form list of any table that I can think of over there on the left side and gives you a little green dot for a win. Uh, they show your last ten matches, and we're about to be green dotless. Uh, so let's get something. Let's get a win this weekend, Villa, so that we can keep a green dot on the screen. Yeah, even Sunderland and Newcastle have wins now. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no excuse to not have that green dot. Get it sorted. It's- I th- yeah, I think uh, the trouble is Spurs, they just destroyed Burnmouth 5-1. to one. Yeah, absolutely, and and just, you know, looked really good doing it. Harry Kane finally came back to life. Um, of course, that's a worry. Yeah. But, you know, I chances are Spurs trounce us, but, you know, maybe there's something else there. Maybe we get that bullshit result. Yeah, they actually look like a good team this year. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's... All right, fine. We're probably going to lose this one, but who yeah, I mean, knows? A lot scarier than what Chelsea was, and obviously <laughs> they're not good. Aww. 
I really want Chelsea to do badly enough that people start actually talking about relegation with them. If we would have beat them, they probably could have been in. Yeah, I, uh, let's see, they would have had eight points, we would have had, had seven. They'd be ahead of us. Yeah, they'd be one point ahead of us at this point. Um, but they'd be in, they'd be in the thick of it, and oh, yeah. a couple, couple bad results, and they're really in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I nothing would make me happier than at least two weeks of legitimate talk about them being relegated. It that would Speaking be such a joy. No, that's all right. It would be an absolute joy. But that's all I've got on Spurs. I'm sorry. It's it's again not a lot, but yeah. I, I mean, it's just going to be again. I don't think you can take too much stock into it. Maybe just judging players' reactions of not playing under under Sherwood. Absolutely. I think that's what you look for, and you look to see how people are playing, and maybe if anyone is going to impress an incoming manager. Exactly. I mean, you got to think that everyone's going to turn it up, especially in training, training in during the match if they get playing time to impress a new boss. Yep, absolutely. So let's hope for that BS win, though. That would make me so happy. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, th- I think like we were, we were predicting the, either the, the over, the under, and... I think it's got to be the over just because Spurs could easily do it themselves. Yeah, over 2.5, definitely. And just remember, a win this weekend would put us within 10 points of the Addy Cup. So, oh, yeah, very, very attainable. <laughs> so It's a six-pointer. Yeah, absolutely. A six-pointer in the Adebayor Cup. That, there we 